Hi, welcome back to Showing Up Messy. This is the podcast about the messy parts of the creative process and showing up before we feel ready. And this week, I am excited to release my first podcast episode with a guest. And I am so lucky I got to talk with Kate Wolf, who is a very funny and very wise um, comedian, healer, and rapper based in New York City. She, well, we talk about her new single, Labia Game, which was released a few weeks ago and is wildly successful and hilarious. I will include the link in the show notes. So click on it. You might want to even watch it before you listen to this. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you should definitely watch it. Um, But I love, I don't want to spoil anything, but Kate talks about being pulled towards rap and how it's helped her express her rage, which I think is such a cool thing. Just how art can help us transmute some of our feelings into a way of expressing them where we won't hurt people with it or not directly anyways. Um, And yeah, this episode is just full of so much wisdom. And Kate is really somebody, she isn't just She's not just a talker. She's also a walker. I feel like she embodies everything that she talks about. And I'm just so lucky to have had her. I don't need to preface this anymore. You can just listen to it. Um, Yeah, I hope you enjoy. This is Showing Up Messy with Kate Wolf. Hi, Kate. Hi. I'm here in Kate's wonderful what would we call this a living room nook? Yeah, it's a it's a living room and I've got my paintings up the the three of these I did in college and then this one I did recently with Shane oh these are of mother earth oh I love this is you can't see it but it's a red tree that becomes a nose and then it branches (laughs) and oh I love it you got the eyes in the sky you know it's it's supposed to represent the tree of life and just like the cycle with the animals and nature in it and it's Gaia that's do you know Gaia like no. earth soul yeah so the earth soul has a name Gaia it's Gaia <laughs> yeah Gaia which Glad is that we could start with, with a little uh, no, these small talk I'm gonna start taking notes for the episode <laughs> description Gaia is mother earth or earth. yeah her soul yeah her soul oh cool which is kind of like a guy but a girl girl up <laughs> whatever okay we're yeah totally we're back to uh also I just got to watch labia game yes. which is hot off the press yeah it's my rap song so I I started rapping I guess about a year ago right okay so this was actually right when we met Yes. Which was so cool. I was immediately, okay, I met Kate in the basement of <laughs> The Lantern. The Lantern. Yes. With was, Karen Margolis. Yes. Hey, Karen. I hope hey, you're Karen. listening. Hey, girl. Or at least pretending to listen to my podcast. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember I was immediately like, I like this girl. She's so cool. We um, were friends immediately. We knew that. I think we even said that to each other. I was like, or maybe I said it more to Karen when you left. Like, we were both like, yo, like, she was cool do you know what I mean like we I, were like we like her <laughs> we both had this moment of like we don't usually like people yeah. but we like each other we yeah. just vibed it was like yeah. a very um almost like high school friendship very quickly like it was like oh I know you like we're we're cool we're gonna be friends like it was just very easy oh in a good way absolutely yeah, yeah. it was it was really a magical time <laughs> in that great basement um <laughs> And, and it was right when – I remember the first time we hung out, we – that was when you were telling me, like, okay, um, I want to tell you something. I am 
I'm a rapper. And this was so cool. I was like, what? Did I say it like that? Uh, I probably did, didn't I? Like, was, I was like, I need you to know something. It was. It I was, was coming out of the rap closet, I guess. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Like, I'm just starting to tell people this. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so happy you're telling me this because now it's like I own it more. So I forget probably how, you know, closeted I was because oh, yeah. I knew I was going to get judged. Totally. And I was like, yes, I'm 100% in. Like, yeah, it was totally like uh, testing the waters kind of thing. Um, I remember yeah we were like getting tea in this place and you're like do you want to hear my rap and you brought out <laughs> I think you brought out lady labia game and you read the, your rap to me and yeah I was just so mad the whole time because I wasn't recording it I was like why am I not recording this? doing labia game and like a sit down place we were supposed to be kind of quiet we were in this like, like very fancy tea place it was a very harry potter like nook it, it because we we were supposed to meet in another coffee place that was way too like small and crowded and everyone was already taking seats so I because I got there a little early so I was like oh let me yelp and see what other tea or coffee places and this random it was so it was beautiful it was gorgeous it was like it looked like we were going into an apartment yeah but it was just like a, a brownstone right yeah and then yeah. just like two tables and uh tea and it was great I loved it there and it was a great place to really let that wrap let that yeah. wrap out maybe by the time that this gets released there will be it will It'll be, be out, out. yes so yes. We can, I'll, I'll just drop a little sample right here you know yes. obviously you've probably already seen it because everyone will have by then well i love you thank you let's let's hope yeah so it's called labia game it'll be on youtube and facebook and i'm very excited to release it i'm uh, you know because it's been now a year of this building and I didn't get just positive response. A lot of people were like, what? You want to rap? And that, I get it. You know, it's not to diss on that. It's like, I understand. It's like, oh, this white girl who's never said she wanted to rap. or the pe- Most people didn't even know I was such a hip hop fan, you know, mm-hmm. and I have been forever. So, and people still like to, to like test me. Like they like to do like trivia rap. And if I don't know what they're talking about, they're like, oh, and you're a rapper. Like, it's just silly stuff like that. And you just have oh, wow. to, you can't. I'm not going to go into some jeopardy of rap with them. It's like, I love hip hop and I'm writing my own raps and making them. Like, if you don't like it, don't listen. I get it. But like, yeah, you don't, you need, don't to need to test grill me. me on, yeah, I don't <laughs> need to like prove to you that I'm. And it's kind of like people who make you feel like you need to justify yourself to them or like explain yourself or whatever. It's like about them. It is about them. I have you have to do a lot of work to really remember that cuz it still hurts, you know? Oh god, yeah. Especially in the beginning like some of the people and their comments like really affected me and I'm not saying it won't moving forward because if it does do well, then I'll have just a lot more people being like who is this and I just really want to try to do my best to like stay grounded and not take it too personally if there are people that aren't feeling me, you know, and just be like there's not something wrong with me. Just not everyone will vibe with it and just trying to be okay with that. But it's it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. That's what's so interesting to me about like your journey with this specifically. It's kind of cool to see, like you said, when you first told me about it, how it was like, so testing the waters here that here it is. But like yeah. where like the journey that you've been on is such a big part of like yeah. yeah, like all of that self-doubt. Like it's amazing. I think it's like such a success story of not getting thank you. bogged down by that. No, I appreciate it cuz that's what I think that's a lot of people's issues is like they have these passions or these ideas and then 
we're told, oh, you can't do that. You know, whether it's like wanting to try a new career or leave a relationship you're not happy in or like people like to give advice based on their current circumstances. So when I left teaching even to do comedy, I got a lot of positive responses and a lot of negative from people who I think had told themselves that they can't leave their stable job because they have a family to feed. And I get that. That's not dissing on that. Once again, like Mm. I've been in places and relationships where I felt stuck and everything has its own timeline, but timeline, but ultimately you can't take other people's opinions and you have to follow your own truth and your own passions and excitement. And rap for me is something I fucking love. Like it has gotten me through the last year. I've always written poetry, but suddenly kind of bridging the thing from poetry to rap gave it a little more power for me at least. Like Mm. I could get certain types of anger um, and, and other feelings that are pretty quote unquote dark or ugly out in a rap space better than I could in anything else. I still want to get a punching bag and, and physically learn how to, you know, express my rage in that way. But um, it, it's like saved my life. It's like recently, I won't get too into it. About a month ago, I was delivered some like news that really um, shook me deep to, to my core. And the only thing that really helped me deal with it that night was writing a really nasty rap song. I love that so much, which it was previewed at your show the next week, and I was able to. <laughs> yeah, I did. Was, I'm still like, are we allowed to I should own it more. It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. Whack ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called whack ass pussy, and that this is what's interesting about it, and how I have my own shame, obviously, around it is. Yeah. I'm a healer, and I'm very deeply on the spiritual path, so. I truly believe in supporting each other and we're all connected. And when you're hurtful to someone, it hurts you. I truly believe that while also knowing we are animals and we have these really um, intense feelings of jealousy, anger, sadness, and so on. And so many of us are ashamed to honor those places. And there's a very territorial place for me. and, And I, and I got heartbroken and, rejected and the only thing that really helped was to write a song called whack ass pussy which is in some ways childish right like in some ways and in other ways just fucking awesome and necessary and it's what almost every woman can relate to when you feel like your man's been taken and and most of us don't feel like we're able to express it and I needed to get it out um yeah I needed to get it out right and if it didn't come out of a creative outlet how would have it come out probably beating myself up, more obsession. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just a lot of things. And I just, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, Yeah, it's just so important to express your feelings and to just own that we all have these places. So for me, rapping has allowed myself to finally put it out there, even though I get self-conscious, like, oh, people are now going to see some of my deepest places that I don't always like to show. Isn't that, I I always find that when you actually can like access your real truth and it's like the ugly truth that you don't want to admit is part of you Mm -hmm. I feel like that is when people connect to you the most yeah because it's refreshing right it's like oh finally someone else is admitting to this and it's what we're all thirsty for is like connecting to people in that way and but you even said this earlier with boundaries Mm -hmm. and then you were so I'll have you take it from here after I say this but you were essentially saying like when you take on someone else's mess you're not really helping them. Like you need to have boundaries within these relationships. Otherwise, when it becomes too entangled and emerged, you're not helping anyone. And honestly, with whack ass pussy, if I hadn't written that, it would have somehow hurt everyone involved, which sounds really 
crazy somehow. Yeah. But like when I listen to Nicki Minaj or Cardi B and they're going off, I feel good, right? Like little mm. bitch, you can't fuck with me. Like when you can get if there, you to. yeah, yeah. I love it. You, you know, yes. like it, it's releasing something that we have a hard time getting in touch with. And I needed to get in touch with this part that, as silly as it is, is like jealous and like get the fuck off my man even though he's not my man <laughs> you know what I mean like it's 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 this ape brain like place and um I'm kind of done pretending it doesn't exist and trying to look more pleasant than I am I'm like no this is how I feel and it's a fucked up place I don't want to hurt anyone ever would I physically you know um unless like someone clearly came up and attacked me then I'd bite their fucking nose off but like <laughs> what are you gonna <laughs> just, do like not the, maybe <laughs> not the first choice I would like yeah. I'm gonna go for the nose just like really nose. get it's just right there, Feels you know? Like a, Someone's yeah. going to attack me. Your nose is coming off. Your nose. You are a zombie now. <laughs> Have fun. Like, that's delicious. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. know where it came from, but... Saute it with onions. What are you going to do? Oh, that's too Jeffrey Dahmer of a joke. It's great. It's gonna, this is going to go in a rap song. I can feel it. I don't like know. I'm sure it is in one of mine. I've written, like, so many at this point. That's... And not all are angry. Some are, like, very crazy spiritual, you know? Mm-hmm. There's well, a range. I love, I love what you're saying about how that you're you're basically saying that like those angry parts of ourselves because I I completely relate to mm-hmm. coming from a place where like the darker parts of myself were not okay to to be out in the light whether or not that's yeah. because of a message I internalized implicitly or like someone actually was like don't yeah. talk about that no one really yeah. well collectively we've been told this oh absolutely yeah, yeah. this is the message of it sucks. It sucks. And so it's really refreshing to yeah. see somebody expressing their like darkness in a way that is a I mean, it's just a rap song. Like it's not like you're going out and you're not like a uh, No, killer. I want um, Yeah, no. I I the way I try to live is like let people make their choices and be in their own lane as long obviously as they're not hurting other people. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't see a murderer and be like, let him be in his lane, you know. Um, You're like, give him a microphone and see if he wants to, you know, do some bars. If most people got, had, whether it's rapping or whatever their thing is, if most people had those outlets, violence would be so much lower. I completely agree. Yeah. And that's, that's my overall point. Not everyone's going to see labia game and believe me. But that is my point of labia game. There's a healing point to it. I mean it with the healing. It's like if we want to get to a collective world where we're all thriving, we have to start learning how to channel the range of emotions that every human feels. We have to learn how to channel them even with all the fear that comes up. Oh, my God. What's this person going to think of me? Blah, blah, blah. When we learn how to be our truest vibrations or selves or whatever you want to say, the the world will come into relationship. And that doesn't mean you like everyone or mingle with everyone it's just yeah they're more it's going to be more in like a natural flow instead of us always trying to force things yeah wow that's so true men and women both like the whole me too movement too is this underlying off energy system of i think forcing like not trusting the uh what would you call it the pace of nature and just surrendering to it it's like we're all just trying to fill that void so quickly and panic in a panic state that like we like try to force things out of each other because we assume that will make us feel better you know give me this spot or sex or money we get in a panic state like once I get that then I'll feel good and obviously the healing path is about having to go within it doesn't mean that you don't have people and things that make you feel good but ultimately 
you have to go in to feel that, to fill that void essentially. Yeah. That's because I think that we're used, we're, yeah, we're so trained to look to these external sources of validation or just Mm -hmm. getting, I mean, like that's what all of the, the entire world is just advertisements for like, oh, your life isn't good enough. This is going to make it better. (laughs) Like, that's just what the point, that's just, if you're a good advertiser, that's what you do. You make people feel like their lives are bad. You fill the void. Want to fill it? Here's a cheeseburger. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You have a God size hole. We have a cheeseburger for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, not that uh, that doesn't help. I still enjoy good meals. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. There's still a lot of enjoyment to be had in the physical external world. It's when things are in balance with the inner and the outer that we really feel in a more peaceful state when like, and m- m- most of the time that's what's happening is the outer is a reflection of what's going on inside, but mm-hmm. we don't like to see it because it, it makes us, it's a mirror. It makes it look, makes us look within and a lot of us aren't ready or don't have the capacity to completely be in reality yet. Myself included. That's not, you know, it's, it takes a lot of healing work Mm -hmm. to come into reality and feel fully alive. Like we did when we were young. Cause then you have to revisit the scene of the crime as my spiritual teacher, Jeff Elias Frankel would say, you have to go back and reprocess those traumatic feelings that made you disconnect from that place in general. So basically we used to be connected to this place. Yeah, when we're kids and we're free, mm-hmm. some of us has ver- have a very short-lived childhood, unfortunately, mm-hmm. where that's taken from them very quickly, depending on the environment and how abusive or not abusive it is. But um, certainly most of us as children are very free. You know, kids say whatever they want. They're picking their noses, eating yeah. their boogers, humping things. And I'm not saying adults should be that loose. Right. Like there's there's something beautiful I mean, about boundaries. All, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want a place where I'm in a coffee shop and there's a dude just jerking off on a couch like I'm not looking for that kind of quote unquote freedom. I'm looking for a balanced state where we are free to be ourselves while also respecting privacy and space at the same time. Right. Right. And it's like but kind of dealing with what's in your own container before you start pressing yeah. up against other people and like looking for what. Yeah, that's that's such a big Amen. That's so big. And I love what you said because it's true. It's like it's not like that uh, the the external pleasures in the world are like not things that we can engage with. But as soon as it's it, – and, and like I love um, the idea that like there's no such thing as – like there really is no good or bad. You know, so yeah. like eating an ice cream cone is neither good nor bad in and of itself. It is just what it is. It's very It's neutral. your relationship. Well, yes. And it's also your relationship – to the ice cream cone. Yeah. So some people could have a very, uh, quote unquote, bad. I don't mean bad, but it could be a very um, twisted totally. relationship to the ice mm-hmm. cream. And then some people could have a very positive, same with even drugs. Like some people can smoke weed. And I think you were saying this earlier. Some people can smoke weed and it's not such a big deal. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And like, then yeah, other people, me, it's like, like they're using oh, it like it's heroin, you know? Exactly. Like, I can't go to sleep unless I yeah, like smoke a bowl or whatever. But and ultimately what you said is true too. Even if you're using weed as heroin, it's still not bad. It's just further from spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there are yeah. more disconnected actions and connected actions, but all of them are held in a blanket of non-duality. I don't know if I'm making sense there. Yeah, no, no. So there's right and sense. wrong. There is right and wrong, and there's not right and wrong. It's like, yeah, there's good and bad. I think, okay, I love like thinking of it as love and fear. It's like, mm. is the decision to do this made out of love and expansiveness and mm. like 
you know, am I like, so if I go back to the ice cream, because obviously like I constantly talk about my history of having an eating disorder and my relationship to food is like so linked to my spirituality because it's like, I've seen how like at certain points in my life, food or like trying to control food was taking the place of, um, kind of like getting in balance with, with myself or, or feeling, yeah, like dealing with the, um, with who I am and, and what my real feelings are. So it's like in those cases, like if I am coming at this ice cream cone as like, I'm going to be bad if I eat that, whatever, if I'm eating it out of this, like, yeah, from a fear place, then it's bad or like, then it's like a shameful, like, yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna, or like, I don't deserve this or I like, yeah. Or even if I'm like, I do deserve this because I ran 10 miles today. It's like still. Yeah. Giving yourself a little bit more freedom. Yeah. Or if it's like love, like I want this and I'm going to have it. Enjoy enjoy it. it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, I, I'm not a huge proponent of porn because I think a lot of it is just so disconnected and male driven. I, I'm all about porn if it were more still really hot, but just connected feeling, but that's a whole other story. Mm. When I go to porn, which isn't too frequent, but sometimes I do because I've been celibate for so long. Um, I still, I, I, in a way honor the, honor the shame. So like I'll go to do it and I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling bad already Mm -hmm. that I'm doing this. And I'm like, let me include this place that fe- and this is from my school. I'm not making this up. This is a society of souls yeah. kind of rule book in a sense. But it's like, let me include the part of myself that feels so much shame and honor it. Like not beat yeah. it up. Like, yeah, there's a part of me that feels awful. I'm doing this. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it is awful or if it's just my belief system it's awful. But I don't feel completely good. And yet for whatever reason, I'm being really pulled to do this. And I'm going to honor that and not beat myself up for 10 days after or 10 hours or whatever the timeline is. It's like having complete acceptance. Like that's what accepting yourself really means. It's accepting and loving every single part of yourself. Yeah. Like I love Elizabeth Gilbert. Or not even loving, letting it be. Because there are some parts of myself I have yet to be like, whoa, you know what I mean? And and yet I'm like, oh, right, you're here. Like sometimes you could just be like, you're here. here. And then some parts I love and then other parts I'm like, okay, this sometimes I'm the naggy girlfriend you're like I tolerate my nagginess and I it's here for whatever reason it's part of being me (laughs) sometimes when triggered or whatever the deal is but like there's a part of me that can get naggy I don't like it but I include it and I'm like it's reality yeah I love that I think it's good I mean I was gonna say like obviously we don't have to love every part of ourselves but Elizabeth Gilbert often said or like she um I don't even know if this was in a thing or if this was just – I always, like, search her name on podcasts and then just listen to every single one she's a guest on. Really? <laughs> yeah, she's the best. I'm a fan of her since her Eat, Pray, Love. That's oh, who yeah. That's who it is, right? Yeah. That's who it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I actually have – I've only read Eat. I stopped reading it. Um, but <laughs> just, it's a good book. It is good. And um, also Big Magic. Have you read Big Magic? No. Okay, that's the one. It's, that's called Creative Living Beyond Fear. Okay. And she's wonderful. That's awesome. What's her name? Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, she wrote both. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying another book from another. Okay. My bad. No, no. And she, I mean, it's so great. Actually, she's a huge inspiration for why I wanted to do this podcast. Because she does, I mean, it's, I I hope you have her on one day. 
I think we're going to have her on. Yeah, I think you will. I think so too. Let's manifest that. It's happening. It's happening. I already pretend like we're best friends because she lives in New York and you know, I she? follow her on Instagram and <laughs> like I can see friends. that happening it's pretty great. quickly. Yeah. I have good feelings about this podcast. You have such good intentions and you're so wise and you have such a good heart. It's like, and talent behind it. There's no reason why everything's not going to unfold for you. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing standing in your way. It's just process. It's all going to happen. It already is. Since I've met Katie, since she was able to say that something about me with my rapping, I'm, I've seen a similar thing in her of, I guess it was about a year ago, you were like, I want to start a podcast talking about you know, health in every way, spiritual, emotional, physical. You're like, I want to start playing the guitar again. You want to have a blog. Like you had all these things that had yet to be really fully put into motion and you've really, you've done it and you, and you're still going, like you're still a creative machine. And, um, yeah, it's been really cool to watch you moving forward and, and making things happen. I believe in you. Thank you for saying that. Wow. Everyone, (laughs) hopefully this pep talk, I mean, I feel Thank you for, thank you. <laughs> it's already happening. It doesn't it's even, already, you're already doing it. I just wanted to acknowledge it for it. you. Like thank I you see for, it. Thank you for seeing that and acknowledging it. Yeah. Sometimes I still experience a lot of doubt and a lot of, yeah. I mean, yeah. We all do. I think it's part of the collective belief of, system. Doubt. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. Um, if, yeah. It's like for me, I'm either very, very sure of something or I'm completely, it's, it's, yeah, it's very black or white black and white it's like little kids are once again they're before the world gets to them and that's not a negative that it got to them it's part of the journey but like reclaiming that really hopeful but not just hopeful it's like the place that can be really present in the moment and enjoying it that's so very kid-like like Like they can hold up a paper clip and just get fascinated and um seeing the world with like new eyes as often as you can and just and I try I get lost a lot in the negativity or whatever but when I can come back and be like oh my gosh I love my house I love that I have a podcast I love a career I love my son's amazing like when I can really come back and feel it I'm like whoa but then then it leaves because I'm like I don't even know how to hold that joy yet yes I totally know that's the that's so true I had a day actually I had this thought yesterday I'm actually currently having the thought I'm currently feeling really I'm like my life feels great I like being me yeah (laughs) you're killing it you know what giving yourself permission to be just happy like it's it's hard to give yourself permission to be happy I shouldn't even say it's hard it's just because then you think something bad's around the corner the moment like you're gonna get punched and not see it coming Uh uh-huh if you're gonna get punched you're gonna get punched regardless (laughs) right exactly and then you'll deal with it then and it might be funny it might be interesting to get punched I mean I don't know might be a light punch like it might be one of the silly you know who knows what it'll be it might be Kate Wolf biting your nose off yeah maybe no, hopefully not no. I hope for everyone's no, sake mine included I never have to be put in that position because then someone was really coming at me right because then that animalistic I mean I have a joke about it where I got not about biting off someone's nose I, I one time got high and was walking uh Shane's dog <gasps> yeah around the cul-de-sac that I man I'm trying to manifest to be mine and um a boxer dog came running at me like full force and Jada, um, our doggy, dog, yeah. and that animalistic part, like, because this dog was running off the leash, and I just was like, no, 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 you know, like, I, like, got really animal, like, with yeah. growling, and in my jokes, I say this on stage, I'm like, what would I have done if it had attacked? I'm like, oh, I would have bit of, it's esophagus right out. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen. Thank God I didn't have to bite yeah, the dog. I would be in jail, oh, probably, or something. God. 
for biting out the neighbor's dog. The neighbor's dog. Throat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. But we all have that. Like when we have to survive, our our defense mechanisms kick in. So. Yeah. That's. I have some pretty big ones. So just don't mug me is all I'm saying. That's great. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's it's like this. uh, Yeah. It's whether we're in fight or flight or just. Yeah. Like what is that flow state for you? Like how do we stay more in the flow state? Because we all want to be present, right? That's a great question. Like how do you connect to the present moment? I think my first step is my consciousness realizing that I wasn't. Mm Mm-hmm you run in return, your consciousness, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm running. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. So just the awareness of, oh, and then I go, I check on my breath because a lot of times I'm holding my breath. Mm. And I start to breathe and I try to come back in through breath. And then I start to to touch things and pay attention to the texture of things. And Abby Feldman's a comic who reminded me of that too. Like just, she she said to me one time to hold an apple to calm down, which I thought was a cool like just getting your hands on something and yeah. feeling the texture. And then, um, yeah, I would say like paying attention to smells and then starting to include the parts that are taking you out. Okay, I'm here, but man, my brain wants to to really ruminate on, am I going to get this audition or show? or and, and then just being like, okay, so here I am, I'm breathing now. And there's a part of me that just wants to keep thinking about this or obsessing about this. And then you can decide to let yourself like I'm just kind of like all right this is what I want to obsess about right now yeah I'm doing it and then also doing my my breathing and but it's running and returning it's not you know we all do it we're not always in the present moment although healing work is trying to get back to that place I love that you talk about it in this sort of non-judgmental observational way like yeah okay you want to obsess over this audition but (laughs) Like, and that's, and that's fine. You can keep doing that. And that's, that's so funny. Like, I I think that that's sort of the place where I've gotten to with like, with like food stuff, right? Because there's so many things. Like I used to be like a binge eater where it would be like, it wasn't just binging, but then I'd feel so guilty about it. And it was like, yeah, this, this huge cycle, cycle and spiral. And it would just be terrible. And now it's like, if, if I like, overeat or if I eat something that doesn't make me feel good or whatever it is Mm -hmm. it's like I can just I can even notice myself like oh Katie like you're having you're having a lot of like peanut butter right now like okay that's what we're doing and you can keep doing this if you want to if it's up to you you might get a stomach ache (laughs) but it's fine you know and then it's beautiful yeah you're I'm just it's a different way of um it's almost like I'm not getting a reaction out of myself. Like you have to talk to yourself like you are a screaming, tantruming t- toddler because wow, that's what your brain wants you. Yeah. Your brain just wants attention and wants like to be beat up, beat up or or not beat up. No, don't beat up no, a toddler. I, but like also, I yeah. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. And it's it's so true. It's just becoming the observer while also being in your body. Mm-hmm. It's that balance of like, okay, I'm here. I'm trying to be present. But then there's this very compassionate conscious observer and being like yeah I want when we try to fight things away so suppose you're trying to obsess about or you want to obsess about an audition and then you try to do this thing which a lot of people do with their meditations which I'm not into and I once again got that from my school I realized so they try to push the thoughts away get out of here stop upset oh god now I'm thinking about if I turn off the oven get out of here oh god did I ever call this person back and then 
yeah, just like my, allowing it. My brain. Okay, it's cool. here. Yeah. You're just yes. saying like it's here, and then and I'll so the meditations I do. It's called the meditation of including. I think it's in that realm. Once again, it's from a Society of Souls, which is a school for non-dual Kabbalistic healing, which we can get into we can deeper. Get it. Yeah, but the meditation they teach that I recommend for anyone already meditating, interested in meditation, it's including any thought you have any noises you hear. So if there's a lawnmower going outside, don't go like, get out, you know, bringing that noise in and any vision you get, you bring it in and that's the meditation. And it's so powerful because you're essentially saying like, I'm allowed to be all that I am. And it's awesome. It's way more fun and freeing than being like, okay, meditating. Oh, clear my mind. Like it's like, it's, it's a very different vibe. So I would, I would recommend doing that one. I feel like that is a meditation for showing up messy. You're allowed to be yes, all of the parts of yourself, even the messy parts, even the and the messy parts that are outside. Yes. And it's including and that's like because we were we were talking about that like it's okay to be messy, yeah. but also you don't you aren't responsible for everyone else's mess. So it's like the messes, it's kind of like the mm-hmm. um the serenity prayer, right? Like grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and yes. the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. All of beautiful. Um, yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, you, it's important to accept the messiness that we cannot change, but if we can change the mess, AKA <laughs> like don't talk to the toxic person in your life because they're toxic and making you sad or whatever it is. Yeah. Or like, no, I get it. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, no, amen. And I also want to just shout out Jason Schulman. He's the starter, the founder of my school, who is one of the most brilliant, enlightened beings walking the planet Earth. And he's, he's created. He's still here on this he's Earth. He's still here. That's great. He is. I just had him on my podcast with his wife, Arlene Schulman. And just being around them shakes you to your core in a good way. Just the love and the presence of their beings. Mm. The, it's, it's unreal. they're embodied beings because a lot of people can speak these deep inner truths Mm -hmm. and not embody them not actually live by it um and they're just such amazing people and he really he studied tons of different I don't know if it's just religions or different types of spirituality but he he really in his school created maps to freedom through the tree of life which is a whole other thing if you want me to get into it but the tree of life is amazing and you don't have to be religious at all to be about it like it's a sacred geometric symbol that has been found in like pyramids and temples for ages do you know what I mean so it's like it's it's this symbol that represents um qualities of consciousness distributed in the tree and the different sphero which are like those circles in the tree so wait this is in this is across like different like the so the tree of life the tree of life the little spherotes it's like what makes up the our existence, like the matrix of reality are these little trees. Cool. And within, so when you study them in my school, they're broken into 10 Sphero. So like one of the qualities is Govora, which represents boundary, structure, justice, fire. So, and then across from that's Hesed, which is like flow, unconditional giving, um, illuminescence, if that's the right word. And you need both to be in relationship, which essentially is what we've been talking about. Mm. You can have that flow, but if there's too much, life and giving without boundary it becomes 
very scary and frightening and then you need the Gavoric boundary so when they're in relationship it's like the river and the river banks and once again this is from a lot of my teachers I'm not making up all this stuff this is very deep knowledge I'd be very impressed if you were yeah, no, <laughs> just want to make sure start a church because if like uh, <laughs> if Jason Schulman or my teachers Eileen and Jeff listened like I'm just I want to give everyone the credit that they deserve like these are brilliant people who have changed my life more than I can really talk about so um yeah I'm so interested to hear as we talked a little bit about like your journey with heal with yeah in this healing world and like I'm interested in maybe like how that's affected your creativity or in every single way nothing can I, I this is my opinion I think the healing work is the most effective way to get more creative while also doing whatever exercises in the physical world to also facilitate that, like a creative journal, actually getting to painting, like, okay, one, every Wednesday I'm going to pick up my guitar. Like, you still want to have those things, but the healing work, because it's about including these parts that mm-hmm. we exiled. So the part that was like, oh, I can never sing because you got bullied when you were five and you sang and everyone started laughing at you and you're like, oh, I'm never going to sing again. Like, yeah healing those places so suddenly maybe you are meant to be a singer or maybe you are meant to be a rapper or an artist or a rock climber or whatever there's so many fun awesome things you can be in this earth realm so yeah it's like being giving yourself permission to uh like be truly vulnerable because that's what like you can do things that are quote-unquote creative but I think that like okay if we're defining what creativity is ooh, that's beautiful too Right, because I think that a lot of times people are like, I'm not creative because they mm. don't paint or because they don't, and maybe they have no desire to, you know what I yeah. mean? But there's, I I think, I believe that there's, and I don't belong to a school. <laughs> I don't have any teachers who have told me this, but I, I mean, I'm sure that I have because I've, uh, I've read a lot of different teachers. But like, basically, I do believe that we all have some creative inkling. Like, you know what I mean? You have something inside of you that wants to come out of you or you know, mm-hmm. um, or you, you will get inspired to create something. And then I think it's flow, right? Would you like, would you say creativity in a sense is flow of like allowing whatever's wanting to come out in mm-hmm. whatever medium, but just it's an allowance. But what I've noticed, especially for people who feel stuck, cause we've all been there. Oh yeah. So when I was teaching, I was an art teacher for eight years. Um, I knew it wasn't enough, especially after my divorce. So when my marriage fell apart, suddenly there was more space, as traumatic as it was, right? Mm-hmm. What? Who am I? What do I want to do with my life? And the first thing was I started volunteering with a charity called Charity Water. That was like one night a week. I, that was my first going into the city, which was terrifying, driving into the city. You know, um, I remember like the one of the first times my car got towed, like I parked somewhere else. But, you know, like it was like the real New York City experience. Um so the first thing was charity water and I loved it, but I was like, no, this isn't scratching. It's not itching, whatever, scratching that itch or whatever. Yeah, that, you I get it. Itches, itches. I'm itches. itching. I'm itching. <laughs> and then it was like, I went, went to jewelry making and did jewelry making for a while. And that was fun, but it also, eventually I needed more. And that's mm. when I found comedy. So, but it took me time and it's like a, so here I am still teaching, not able yet to leave, even though I knew it wasn't for me, but I made sure that at least once or twice a week. I was leaving time out for some kind of expression. So volunteering with a charity is a creative expression. It's, it's trying, who am I? What do, what do I want to do? Where am I being pulled? Yeah. And it's following these pulls that we often 
don't listen to because of our judgments or thinking we can't. There's no way can take a dance class or ballet. Well, that is dance. But you know what I mean? Like we we say we can't. And and just starting even if it's one day a week to be like, no, I am going to sign up for that painting seminar, you know, whatever it is. I l- learning Photoshop, how to film that. Like there's so many cool things and I, I'm not done. I might be 80 being like, you know what? I want to learn how to play the saxophone. Like I love that. That's so true. Cause it's also like, once you find something that you like, it might not like, it might not give you what it used to give you. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and that's okay too. Yep. It's the flow state. It's okay. Flow- moving to the yeah. next without all, I invested so much time into this jewelry business. How's it? And I'm just like, I'm not into this. I I made so many necklaces, you know, I made so many. I did. And it's intricate. And after a while it stopped being fun. Uh Like it became manual labor at some point. And I just said, I'm not into this. This isn't for me. And then I found comedy, which is almost eight years, you know, ago, well, seven and a half, but I'm rounding up. I love the number eight, but, Mm -hmm. um, I found that and then it was like, and spirituality happened. I had an awakening as well. Just a casual awakening on the side. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was pretty nuts. Wasn't expected. That's for sure. I used to be atheist. I used to be not believing in really anything until I was about, I would say 23-ish, 24, 23. Wow. Is that part, was that part of this, that wasn't part of this awakening or was it? Like, what do you mean? What, what created what made you start believing? I think in- there was something around 23 where I just loosened up a little bit in the sense of I went from atheist, like, there's no God, you idiot, mm-hmm. to like, you know what? I'm agnostic now. I don't really know what's out there. Mm. Um, I'm not going to claim to know all the answers. Like, there was a switch where I just went from atheist to agnostic. And that was a huge a huge switch to me to just say agnostic. Admitting the possibility of something. Yes. Yeah. It, just opening it. Um and then I did after my, well, yeah, I, I got divorced when my son was two and he started saying things as he learned language. Like he has these goldfish and Twinkle, well, they were Twinkle and Bridie. Mm-hmm. Bridie's still alive. Twinkle passed. And well, that's impressive. A long goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. That's- An amazing goldfish. Wow. And um, it's wild. How Is he in this long- house? No, no. Oh. He's at my ex's. Okay. And um, my, my ex got him after we divorced but um he got the goldfish in the divorce you know they got he, he bought he got them after oh, divorce yeah i don't okay. like keeping fish as pets actually i don't like the tank thing i'm like let them swim free i'm not about it same with birds obviously but obviously. but but jason didn't get them he had like a girl he was kind of dating who like got him for shane so do you know what i mean anyway i just need to put that out there yeah the, the, the fish is really not the fish is a big deal to me anyway so <laughs> So Shane was at, he was like, what do you think is going to happen to Twinkle and Bridie when they die? And at this point I was agnostic and I was like, I think that they just go into the earth, you know, like I tried saying it nicely, but Shane was like, you're wrong. We're all energy. We keep going. Wow. And even though he was like around four or five at this point, it spoke to me. Like I was like, huh? Like he said it with such beautiful truth that I was like, I, I'm not going to just dismiss that as like, oh, fairy tale, blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, huh? And then around five, he said to me. I came down here to wake you up. And I was like, well, now we're getting freaky. You know what I mean? I was like, well. Did he say that in the morning as he was waking you up? No. No. He said it in the context. I, I forget the full thing, but it wasn't just, no, it was not like it wasn't that. Like it like I came to your room. No. It's time. It was no. like, 
soul wow. look you know like looking into me being like i came here down to, down here to wake you up and i was like what and like i was like oh my god but i kind of knew what he meant already because oh, yeah. around then something was happening and then i had some other experiences like a car accident i did shrooms once had no idea i never had really done anything and it you know it made me see a lot it was not a fun comfortable experience but that really woke me up to a lot of things and mm. yeah and then i met my ex tim who you know introduced me to the school that i talk so highly of and just also that relationship to him changed me because he was the first person that was just as deeply committed to this work. And before I think I was a lot more ashamed of talking about it, believe it or mm-hmm. not, because now I just am like, well, I can't stop. Whereas he was the first person I think I was fully able to bear my truth to in that way. Wow. Um, and he claimed it so much. Like he, he, he would talk about shit that was way more in a sense brave than me back then. And I was like, wow, like he can own these beliefs that seem really out there, like whether it's about aliens or the power of crystals, tree of life, like archangels. I w- it, it just gave me the um, courage to start mm-hmm. owning this more. And now look, you know, like I, I've gotten pretty comfortable. Like I now tell jokes about all this shit. Yeah. It's, it took it's time. The beautiful thing. I mean, and like. I love hanging out with you and being around you. And I think a lot of people do because your ability to own all of these parts of yourself and just what you believe and what your truth is, it's really like it not only invites people into you, but also gives other people permission to own those things about themselves. Oh, that's like the nicest compliment you could get. And that's what I would want is like, Mm -hmm. and, and you know, what's an interesting journey with that is like sometimes people first take you personally when you're just being yourself, like, cause I'm someone who's like, if I get tired, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> like, yeah. If I, if I don't feel like talking anymore, I've learned to just be myself, even though it's little kid, like, right. Like a little kid's like, we're done talking now. Like, yes. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of people will take it personally if you're not keeping up with appearances. Um, but it's good to hear that instead it makes people realize that they can do the same. Like, Oh yeah. Like I'm claiming who I am even if it doesn't go with what everyone thinks you're supposed to be. But that's because I want everyone to break free in that way of like, just be who you are. Like don't hurt other people in that way, like consciously. Although whack ass pussy is like that. Although it's, that's not the intention behind it. Like that's a weird, there's a weird thing. Because of how much we've talked about how whack ass pussy is really not meant to be a mean thing. (laughs) Well, it's it's such a mean song and yet the intent, it is. And yet the intent isn't, to like start beef or like it's to, it's to release those yes. negative feelings in yourself yes in a even though they're ridiculous in way. many ways yes yeah because you know what's more dangerous is keeping those negative feelings inside of yourself and I not can't expressing do it anymore them. you can't yep, I can't do it anymore no I love that it's it's like you are the embodiment of this have you read the four agreements yes I love oh, love that changed my life totally. one of the books that definitely woke me up deeper into my spirituality I mean yeah 100%. Swear by that book. It's great. Go buy the book. And yes. one of the agreements is to not take things personally. Yep. And it's and I what I love about that concept is like it's not just about like, oh yeah, don't take don't take it personally if someone doesn't like you. It's also like if someone really likes you a lot or like is like, oh wow, you're amazing. You're so it's like that's great. You know, you can receive Yeah. You can actually I feel like you can receive compliments more graciously when you're not as dependent on them yeah. for your own sense of self-worth it's like yeah you know yeah you're, you're like, right I know who I am and if you don't like me I know that you're that's not as you. needy for it so yes. you can actually feel it 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you're super, super thirsty, it's like it's like when you go to eat after you've starved yourself, right? You're like, ah! Whereas, uh-huh. like, if you're, like, more in a balanced place, you can feel the food. You can chew it. And I'm someone who is still learning to slow down when I eat mm-hmm. and to actually taste it and and be in that moment but I still sometimes I'm like oh my god I'm not chewing this food like it is just, right <laughs> you're like yeah and as part of the mm, presence thing oh totally and it's it's kind of about like riding the middle right instead yeah. of just going from like a spike to a <laughs> yeah whatever a yeah. valley of like a lot I of us either, are manic yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well very naturally so yeah and it's just like okay yeah I can yeah hang out here yeah, absolutely. It's it's really great learning how to, and this is what it comes right back to here, figuring out how to be in reality, including the parts that hate reality. <laughs> like yes. sometimes I come in and I'm like, this is reality. It feels, a lot of times I feel bored. Who knows what that feeling really is? It could just be the vastness and not knowing what to do with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I come in and I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. It's not bad. Right now I'm bored. Like it's like it's a weird and I just include it. I'm like, this is how I feel right now about reality. And it changes. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, this is reality. Sometimes I'm like, this is reality. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the feeling I'm having about reality. And it's all yeah. part of reality. Oh, I forgot I brought this I brought up Elizabeth Gilbert and we talked about how much we love her and uh Oh yeah, tell but me. But I forgot to say but one thing that she says on all the podcasts that I um search for her on is that she's like the way that she talks to us actually I saw her speak once and someone asked her a question like how do you so how do you talk to yourself um you know like to actually not beat yourself up and she's like yeah. oh I I talk to myself as if I'm a wounded animal who just got rescued from a kill shelter like she's like I oh my god so much love I mean and it's like and she but she talks about how she mm. like goes through and it's like like really like is so compassionate with all the parts of herself. Like, mm-hmm. I love the part of you that is jealous of that other girl right now. Like, I love the part of you that is mad about your stomach fat hanging over your jeans. You know, it's like not – and I also love the stomach fat hanging but over your again, jeans. But once again, like, you don't, you don't have to love – Because yeah. sometimes that makes us feel – because the problem with that mentality is then mm. we can accidentally, unconsciously feel bad that we can't love it. Yeah. Because like, sometimes you it's just about being what is. If you hate the stomach fat, you hate the stomach fat. But then it's having the consciousness around that thing. Yeah. And going, I don't have to beat myself up for beating myself up. Like I can just honor, okay, there's a part of me that hates this stomach fat and there's a part of me that kind of thinks it's rad. And that's do that's non-duality. Yeah. Is there's often a place that goes, Oh, I feel gross. And I hate this part. And then there's another part that's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what a body looks like. I'm rocking it. And saying both can be true yeah. and more and more. It's like, and, and that's once again, the work of my school is like, they've really taught me how to hold opposites. I'm still learning. I don't want to be like, I'm there. I'm fixed. I'm there. But that's yeah. it. Can you hold the two very opposing forces within your body? It's like the force. It's what Star Wars is kind of tapping into. This is Star Wars. Yeah. I, totally. I love it. It's it's so true. Like I think that once you let yourself acknowledge the maybe the darker parts or the whatever we want to call it, like the ne- more negative leaning parts, then it actually does invite more of the positivity in mm-hmm. because yeah, it's like oh that thing that I was afraid to feel, I felt it. I'm acknowledging yeah. it. It's not so bad. I can move on. Like it's you're right. It lets more light in. Uh huh. By There's going more there. Room. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I love looking at it that way. That's great. 
Yeah. Making more space for yourself, increasing your bandwidth. But increasing your bandwidth comes with many shatterings. Once again, a word from my school, but it's you have to shatter to be able to let more light in. And those shatterings can really hurt. It's it's often in a heartbreaking way, whether it's, you know, getting fired from a job, finding out someone's cheating on you. Um I mean, there. I, I don't want to go dark. I like if I start. Yeah, say, yeah. Because I, I, well, I skip very quickly to like, like the worst case scenario. Like I was literally that'd be like losing a child, which is the worst thing you could ever do. But this is where so my mind terrible. goes as a mother. It's like, yeah. what would be the worst thing? And it's like, to me, that mm-hmm. I can't imagine. And and a lot of parents feel that. And I think we feel guilt about how worried we are about losing our kids because we know that it has happened and people have gotten through. So you almost feel weird about thinking. So many parents I've talked to think. If something happens to my kid, I cannot go on. I would almost want to die. Yeah. And I think a lot of us feel weird admitting that because we don't, we want to even act like we're not thinking about that, but mm-hmm. it's just this innate fear that I think almost every parent starts to think because you love something so much that is not you. And it's like the vulnerability mm-hmm. times a million, but then you, you can get obsessive about them, but you want to give them freedom. And it's, it's a really, it's a really interesting tornado of emotions when you have a kid because there's so much work and yet you love them more than anything. It's just such a, it's been such a ride and, sh- and Shane has changed my life as people know. I talk about it all the time he woke more than up. anything. Yeah. He woke me up and his, his love and his presence and his ability to forgive mm-hmm. because I've really apologized to him so many times for, cause I've grown so much, but I still have guilt over not being as present or the times that I yelled and overreacted. And he has been just so cute and forgiving. I remember one time, I forget the exact phrase, but we both essentially were like, I will forgive you again and again and again and again. And it was like so real and meaningful. And it was just like, no, I really, we both said it and meant it. And he was like, I am always going to love you. and I'm always going to give you more chances. I know it's going to make me cry. And I was like, same with you. Like, I just love him so deep. And he has made me believe in myself and just love and connection. He's amazing. I'm so proud of him. He's my proudest thing. Wow. Yeah. That's and I hopefully beautiful. myself, I'm working on that too. And ho- you love yourself too. <laughs> I yeah. love myself too. But I'm working on that connection because I was always able to see mm. the beauty in my son without really seeing, because people would be like, you look so much alike even. And I'd be like, oh, but he's so beautiful. And like, it was hard for me to like, oh, wow. and yet I thought I was beautiful. And yet there was this very deep place that hated myself and I, I'm sure it's still very present. So just being able to love him so much has helped me to love myself and he's unreal. He just, and he, he, he makes jokes about me in the best way. Like he's wow. really learned how to have a good sense of humor, but not take it too far. Cause I'm very honest. Like he sometimes does. And I'm like, you're like you hurt my feelings. I'll either say you hurt my feelings or I'll say something like, I'm going to go poop on one of your toys. Like that's how his mom responds. That's I'm going to go great. poop. Like I try to do it in a funny, but weird. And sometimes he's like, but sometimes he gets like actually annoyed. Like I'm trying to make it funny, but like, he'll be like, Ew. You know, like sometimes I'll say something <laughs> like a like, comeback. Don't poop on my toys. <laughs> but I'm working on with him and friends. I'm working on saying that hurt my feelings instead of mm. lashing out first. Wow. To say you hurt my feelings is a lot harder. That is really vulnerable. Yeah. To admit when yeah. someone has hurt your feelings. Yeah. Because you feel like a weenie. Yeah. Especially you, if it's something quote unquote small. It's it. it right. Yeah. And, but like, but like we were kind of saying, once you. Even like admitting that feeling. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, like the truth, it does. It makes you vulnerable. And so if you're talking to someone who's a jerk, 
they might be like use it as an opportunity to cut you down, which has probably happened in childhood and has yeah. probably happened before. But yes. it's yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head. And if you but if you say it like like that's kind of the freedom of of just saying the truth and saying how you feel. It's that there's nowhere else you can hide. You yeah. you've done every you've said everything you can say. Yeah. It's the greatest thing, and we'll take it back to whack ass pussy. Let's go back to whack the greatest thing is when you say, I got out what I needed to get out, whether it was to a person or on paper, just for yourself. Like, and and Oprah even said this in a video I shared recently, but I've been saying it for a while is that the reason why we're here is to bring down our full expression slash vibration slash soul song into here into this earthly realm it's to be the the most us we can be and um for me things like that like writing that rap song or any rap or painting it's just one more nudge forward of saying this is who I am and I'm gonna be who I am even if the collective agreement is oh don't be yourself you know I have a joke where I'm like in the public schools you have those inspirational posters that are like just be yourself. And it's like, no, not like that. You're doing it wrong. No, not like, yeah, yeah exactly. Don't <laughs> compare yourself to others. Here's the standardized test. And you know? then later you're like, wait, no, the poster was right. The people were wrong. <gasps> yeah. Their own fears, right? Leading the, leading the ship. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a beautiful note to end on. Just be yes. yourself. Do what Oprah says and be the fullest expression <laughs> of you. <laughs> and Oprah I, for president. Oprah for pre- Okay. Well, I don't know how we're a lot of people don't a agree. Partisan but. podcast. Uh, <laughs> 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 follow, tell everybody where they can follow you, Kate Wolf. Um, you guys can follow me. My podcast is Invasion of Privacy on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, and buy my album yes. on iTunes eleven eleven. My rap song, Labia Game, is the 18th track. 17, stand-up comedy. Then my, uh, yeah, my rap song. And then the rap video. Check it out on YouTube, Labia Game. I'll get you all the links. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank me. You're you amazing. Thank you so much, Kate. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>